Hey Trojan fans, it's time to get into the huddle with the Peristyle Podcast. The Peristyle Podcast is your weekly ticket to USC football and recruiting news. Don't forget, you can download the podcast 24-7 at our website, peristylepodcast.com. And now, here's the host of the Peristyle Podcast, uscfootball.com publisher, Ryan Abraham. Hello, Trojan fans. Welcome to an emergency edition of the Peristyle Podcast. We're coming at you live on our YouTube channel at Inside Troy over on YouTube. We have a brand new Tunnel Vision intro that I forgot to put in this one. I played the old one. Oh. Crazy stuff is <laughs> happening. Uh, I've already done, this is like my third Tunnel Vision of the week. Uh, first one that's live, and it's because there's breaking breaking news that John Wilner first reported, and then everybody's been jumping on, USC and UCLA could leave the Pac-12 for the Big Ten, which would actually have 16 teams in the Big Ten, as early as 2024. So this is our Peristyle podcast. You can follow us, you know, f- follow along on the Peristyle podcast feeds and over at uscfootball.com and, of course, on our YouTube channel. I'm going to skip my normal preamble of whatever we do on the podcast because this is emergency uh, this is crazy stuff happening. I got Chris Trevino in here. Chris, say hello. How you doing? What's Over going there? on? This is my second emergency podcast, so I'm excited to try to to live in the chaos of an emergency podcast. Crazy, this is crazy times. This is maybe the most emergency e of the podcast that we have done, just because of the nature. Like we've done emergency podcasts from airports after, like you know, I think USC got you know, gets blown out by. Uh, Alabama in uh, in Texas. We I think we did a podcast there. We've done you know huge losses like upset losses. We've done emergency podcasts for. This is an event. This is we're recording us on Thursday morning. Chris Trevino and I were down the street, Redondo Union High School, covering the Elite Eleven. Malachi Still Nelson had the bands. Yeah, we literally we were media credentialed for some other event. Um, Malachi Nelson, the five star quarterback, is part of the Elite Eleven. Uh, some other you know. Um, some high-profile prospects committed to USC, like Makai Lemon that you know Chris talked to yesterday, uh, and some other prospects that USC is in on. We're you know shooting footage, getting interviews, and all that kind of stuff. Chris looks at his phone. He's like, "Is this real? We have to check to see if it's Wilner's real." Let me put his. Uh, I we- have I have like no service. We were standing together in the corner, just trying to figure out who we we're going to shoot. I see an alert from John Wilner because I have him on. Uh, notifications obviously if you don't you're dumb you should have them on notifications <laughs> and i just saw the first line it says source usc and ucla you know like targeting leaving for big 10 and i was like is this real it, this has to be real this is a notification it's not a fake john wilder i got the the thing but i have no service so i can't pull it up it's like an agonizing 30 seconds so i i run to uh ryan and i'm like ryan Pull up John Wilner's last tweet. Did you see this? It says USC, UCLA, Big Ten. Did I misread this? Is this real? And he pulled it up and boom. And then you just felt it go out to everyone. It was like. In the, because there's a lot of, obviously, people that cover college football and recruiting. So everyone was looking at their phones. And we had uh, Bud Elliott, who's, you know, one of our national guys at 247, run up to us. He's like, hey, I got a mic. I got a computer. You guys can go up there and do do an emergency podcast in the stands. And Ryan was like, I got my studio five I'm minutes. Like, we're leaving. We're flexing. We're like, literally, my studio is a half a mile away. So we're just going to go into our studio. I mean, pretty lucky covering a national event like that. And we're, you know, five minutes away from the studio where we record our podcast all the time. So Chris and I 
left. We were going to get a bunch of videos. Sorry. Well, 24-7 Sports is out there in force, so they're going to get you a bunch of videos. We're going to go back. He has to go back. We will Kurt's go back. still there. Yeah. Chris, oh, I was just going to leave. And, Chris, you can walk. No, it's this not is more important, Ryan. More important because, like, holy crap. The big, Look at that. The big 10 or big whatever, however many teams are going to be. Uh, USC and USC are going to be part of it. Before we jump into that, I do want to thank our sponsor because they've been great to us, uh, Trader Joe's. I talked about the uh, dunkable chocolate chip cookies yesterday. Like I've already done a couple of these shows. Like I, we talked to uh, the state outed people for NIL stuff on Tuesday. Yesterday, I talked to USC strength, the head strength and conditioning coach uh, Benny Wiley, and told you about those dunker cookies that I really like. But now with the Big Ten news, I had to look up: uh, are, Is Trader Joe's in the Midwest, Chris? Yes, they are. They got stores in Pennsylvania, Illinois, Ohio, Michigan. You are covered. They're Trader national, Joe's. baby. It's, national. It's national. 42 states, I believe. Um, so, yeah, Trader Joe's is everywhere. So you don't have to worry. If the if the USC leaves and you're going to go on a you know, road trip, you want to do a tailgate uh, in Ann Arbor or something, think about that. You got to do a tailgate in Ann Arbor, you can still get your Trader Joe's there. So we're, we're covered. We don't have to change sponsorships. My other podcast, there could be some problems there. The podcast of champions because... I do that. We might get David Woods on to get his UCLA reaction. So David Woods covers UCLA for Bruin Report Online. And the report like that we put up for Wilner says both USC and UCLA plan to leave the Big Ten as early as 2024. Not been finalized at the highest levels of power. Um, but, you know, David and I do the podcast of champions. We should cover the Pac-12. If USC and UCLA leave, the teams we cover will be gone. But I love doing that show. So I would probably have to still do it. You have you know, to rebrand it. Yeah, we could rebrand it. Like David Woods tweeted something about like Google. How do you change the name of your podcast? You could just do like the former podcast or podcast of champions. Yeah, the podcast. The of podcast champions. formerly known as the podcast of champions. And, and if, apologize if we kind of get distracted during this because like literally on over like I got a call from national reporter, uh, a former uh, reporter. Stop We're, bearing the lead. Dan Weber called you. Dan Weber called on while we were driving to the studio. Dan Weber called. Don't bury the lead. The goat called you. Yeah, uh, we were trying to get um, John Wilner to come on. He's been on my show a bunch of times. And uh, Bruce Feldman, who tweeted some stuff. Bruce is not going to be able to do it today. They're, they're all going to be busy. Um, we might get David Woods on. Um, yeah, so he just he asked me in a text, David Woods, uh, what should we be, the Big Ten LA podcast or the Big Ten Transplant podcast or what? <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. So we'll try to get David on. Let me. I'll, uh, I'll text him here in a second and, uh, and try to set something off. But okay, so let's let's kind of regroup a little bit. Uh, let, I'll go through some of the tweets. So we we put up Wilner's tweet. So this is what kind of started the whole ball rolling. It's gone bonkers yeah. on social media. It's but, like six thousand retweets or something. So when I cu- captured this, it shows like six thousand likes and like twenty two hundred retweets. But it's probably tripled since that. Yeah. That was like ten minutes ago. Um, Bruce Feldman joined in and said, "Source tells me that there's a lot of truth to Wilner's report about USC." And UCLA, in a discussion to leave for the Big Ten, my understanding is that USC and UCLA reached out to the Big Ten. Certain legal parameters and bylaws need to be followed for obvious legal reasons. Um, Pete Thamel does a great job. He's over at ESPN now. He says, can confirm Wilner's report that USC and UCLA are exploring a move to the Big Ten. The schools have been researching the move for the past few months. And the financial disparity between the Big Ten revenue and the projected Pac-12 revenue proved the biggest factor. And then... uh, Heather Dinich, uh, she said she confirmed the report. USC and UCLA considering leaving the Pac-12 for the Big Ten. Wilner had it first. There's still formal negotiation process, and the Pac-12 
was blindsided. So all those little kind of nuggets in there, Chris. Of Can I read a new one that just came out from Nicole? Oh, sure. Okay. Uh, Nicole Arbach with The Athletic. High-level Big Ten folks have been cagey and locked down since dinner time yesterday. Was told there was a meeting with ADs and presidents last night. Now we know why they were talking about USC and UCLA joining them in the Big Ten. Wow. Um, so this is not a new concept. I think the from the very beginning, if you remember, we had Mike Bone on, and it caused that when he first got hired, we had him on uh, this show. I think well, actually, Keely and I had him on the Parastyle podcast. I don't think it was on Tunnel Vision. And uh, he'd said, you know, I'd asked him about, uh, you know, what would USC do because of the the revenue disparity? And you look at what the SEC and the Big Ten are making, and they're both getting new deals. Uh, ESPN fully in bed with the SEC. It looks like Fox is going to be fully in bed with the Big Ten. Um, how do you keep up with the Joneses there? And I, like, I asked him about going independent, joining another conference, and he said everything's on the table. And that kind of created some buzz in the college football world that, hey, Mike Bone's willing to leave. And I, I've said that, Chris, from the very beginning. USC doesn't have to leave. USC doesn't have to go independent, but they have to at least explore that option because yeah. they were getting the same amount of money as Oregon State, as Colorado, you know, all that stuff. Just flex your muscles a little bit. And Dan Weber, who, you know, he, he's called twice already. This morning, um, the, he had always talked about uh, back in 1978, uh, the, 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 PAC, the PAC-8 wanted to let in Arizona and Arizona State. And everyone wanted it. And then Stanford started whining at the end was like, no, we're not going to approve it. And then the president, I forget who the president of USC was at the time, said, oh, okay, we'll leave then. And then they're like, oh, okay, okay. So basically it was like a flex, like, look. You're going to do this because you're Stanford and we're USC and everyone else wants it. And we're not going to like hijack this Arizona state and Arizona came in. USC hasn't done anything like that since they got to be the bully again, be the bully. I mean, you don't have to be a mean bully, but just like you have power wield it sometime. They haven't wielded that power for so long. Uh, you've allowed these other programs to, to get the kind of recognition. Um, but now like this is wielding your power. And there was always any combination of, Someone poaching the Pac-12 or or going independent, the common link was going to be USC. There was no way what like a Oregon, Washington, and UCLA would leave. Like you need USC, whoever was going to take you. And I always thought USC and UCLA made the best, you know, it was the best matchup. Some people thought it would Oregon would always be included. I, I didn't believe that. I thought there was there was definitely scenarios where USC and like Oregon could go or um, you know, maybe like you could even include the mountain schools because of the the markets, whatever it was. And UCLA gets left behind or UCLA doesn't want to go. There was no scenario that wasn't going to include USC. And this one probably made the most sense to me, USC and UCLA going somewhere. Um, as but, much as they hate each other, they are intertwined it, with their markets yeah. and the rivalry because you want that rivalry for whatever conference you're in because of the viewership it brings and sort of the nostalgia and history that it has. And if you, so you're of a partner, I, I love the way the Pac-12 is set up with all the partners, you know, like where you have, uh, there's like a region of the Pacific Northwest, but you got Oregon, Oregon State, Washington, Washington State, and uh, the Arizona schools, and, you know, now even the mountain schools, and the California schools with the two Nor NorCal schools and two SoCal schools, USC and UCLA together, if you were going to leave for the Big Ten, hey, there's travel problems and all that kind of stuff, I get it, but... You at least have your partner, your LA partner. So when Big Ten schools come, like I mean, they could play both. You know, for if a lacrosse teams come in, they can play both schools. I don't know if there's a lot of lacrosse in the Big Ten. Probably not. Probably oh, yeah. a bad example. And one school runs it. Uh, yeah, we're not even going to talk about that right now. But so, 
<laughs> I, expect the this the, I expect this the whole The MVD, show. whatever. The, you know what it is. The, Chris, so just, just so you guys know, Chris, you know, from Maryland, loves Maryland. Uh, Maryland alum. Went to school at Mar- the University of Maryland. The DMV is the area. Thank you. DC, Maryland, Virginia. So I was calling it MVD or whatever. I was just making up different things. I'm sure uh, just it won't stop. I'm sure it won't stop. It's certainly not going to stop. You know me. And uh, yeah, I, I harp on things forever until it's dead. Beating dead horses. That's one of my things. Um, but just having, if, if Maryland has to come for an Olympic sport to play USC, they can play UCLA too. So I think if you were playing USC in like Oregon, like that's not helping. You know, that's not helpful. This is helpful. I think that makes the joining a, a faraway conference a little bit easier. But holy cow, Chris, like, I mean, there's just so much to unpack here. Um, and we, we're, by the way, so we are live on YouTube. We will be able to put up your comments and stuff. I haven't even looked at them yet, but thank you. I mean, there's a whole bunch of uh, people watching us live. Thank you very much for doing that. And if we're on the Peristyle Podcast feed, thank you for that too. But I'll take a look at um, uh, your comments and try to put them up on the screen for you guys as we're coming. Uh, where, do, where do you want to go with this, Chris? What, I, 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 don't, I don't really know where we can start. And I think what the thing in my mind is where we should start is the money aspect of it because – I'm sorry, I'm going to have to refer, reference my school, Maryland, again. But we were in the ACC, and towards the end of my college career, I think 2014, Maryland actually left for the Big Ten, and the main reason was because of money and the substantial amount more money that they were going to be getting from the Big Ten Conference over the ACC. And Maryland was in a dire uh, situation with their athletic department and their funds. Obviously, USC is not in that sort of situation, but they do need more money for what they are getting from the Pac-12. And just, you see the gap between the Pac-12 and even like the ACC and and the the Big 12 compared to the Big 10 and the SEC. They are just so far and above, above the other three conferences. SEC is sort of pumping out 50, around $54 million for each school. That's their cut of the pie for each SEC school. And then the Big Ten is right behind them with around 43 to 49 uh, per school payout. And then you look at the the Pac-12, and these numbers were based on the uh, sort of the the 2020 years, so they were a little bit lower, respectively, for all conferences, uh, just because it was a COVID year. But in 2020, that year, Pac-12 was paying out $19 million per school, a $30 million difference, Ryan. And in college football these days, everything is ran through money, whether it's TV deals, which is the new NIL space, which is $100 million contracts for, for big-time coaches, for multi-million dollar upgrades to facilities and additions. And USC needs that money because, you know, they got their coach in Lincoln Riley, but now the next step for them is to upgrade facilities. And that has been a big thing with fans, whether it comes to locker rooms, upgrading those, getting a football-only facility and finding space for that. Uh, in the future, which is something that's been talked about by fans and something that, you know, Lincoln Riley has mentioned as being part of his plan for coming to USC. And you know what would help, Ryan? An extra $30 million every season. And that's the way it is now. And the money is probably where we should start. Yeah, I think it's a great place to start. That's the reason why this is all happening. Uh, We're over here. and I kind of made the comparison to the Live Tour in golf, where Mm -hmm. There's golfers that are like Phil Mickelson made, I think, $95 million in his career. He's now in his 50s. You know, he's won, what, five or six majors. And um, 
he's going to make double that just by going to the live tour, you know? So that though is a pure money grab. It's not a great analogy. This would sort of be like if you were at the live tour, which is more, like more of a, a secondary kind of tour and you could go to the PGA tour and make twice as much money or triple the money. You're going to a more legitimate league established, you know, like a brand that's, you know, established and it, so you're getting more money, but you're moving up and you're, you're moving up in weight class. So it, it makes if you're USC and UCLA and you're thinking about just your, you know, hey, how are we going to survive in this new crazy college football world? It makes a ton of sense. And it doesn't mean that like Oregon or Washington or someone can't come later. Um, I think one of the tweets we saw was talking about this is going to get like it's going to get there. You're going to get to a, some Super League kind of thing. But if it was all about like if the Big Ten came in and just took six teams from here and a couple of Big Twelve teams or something and tried to make a Super League, I think there would be a lot of pushback. It's going to be more. I think it's smart. You can kind of do it piecemeal and going USC UCLA kind of makes a lot of sense as far as bringing in that those teams that are creating the revenue and and your point, Chris, about the the money disparity and John Wilner had reported on this stuff before. I've, I mean, it was like half a billion dollars over the course of the, like the next four years or something of like, that's the, that's how much less like the teams were going to make. I mean, they were crazy, crazy numbers, how much less, which is why like uh, Michigan state can hire Mel Tucker, who was five and seven at Colorado and pay him like $6 million a year and now pay him 10. It's why Maryland can just finish building their multi-million dollar football facility on campus. Yeah. If they stayed in ACC, no way, but they made what over a hundred million over how many seasons they've been in the, the 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 Big Ten, able to put that towards a new football facility. So that stuff matters, and that's why you know you're seeing the disparity between SEC and Big Ten and the other conferences. You know, it's going to have a lasting impact on college football in this landscape, and it's something that Gerard has talked about being we're eventually just going to have two super teams, two yeah. super leagues, and that's just going to be it. And this is a uh, if, if it happens. You know, that's sort of like the big we'll, – we'll look back on this point being, oh, this is when it really started to pick up towards the Super Leagues once again. Yeah, well, I mean, I think Oklahoma-Texas was the yeah, first step. That, and yeah. I think Wilner tweeted – it was just his opinion that uh, this is sort of like Fox's answer to the SEC getting Oklahoma and Texas. Oh, we'll go get USC and UCLA and put them in our big league. And so – Get both coasts. Yeah. So got the East. Now they got the West. They don't have much – the Big Ten doesn't have much on the East Coast, right? Like there's not – and much power over there. So, I'm just kidding, Chris. But there's just trying to. I can never tell when he's making a point or he's just jabbing me. It's a very fine a line. And it, yeah, um, it's been a crazy morning and stuff already. So yeah, like the the numbers. There wasn't going to be any way. And I, I here, let's put a picture. I feel bad. Uh, George Klyovkov, his he still hasn't turned one year as the the Pac-12 commissioner. I have a little sound effect for him. Kalashnikov. Someone made that for the podcast of champions. Um, I think he's done a great job for what he's doing, you know, and I think he's doing everything he can. But when the, the Pac-12 TV deal comes up in 2024. They're going to start negotiating it pretty soon. This would be a, a devastating blow. We'll get into like what it means for the Pac-12, um, but this would be a devastating blow for that those TV negotiations. But even if he did like, you know, he got like some Amazon tier three rights or Netflix or something and signs a big deal with Fox or whatever it is, there's no way you're going to come close to the Big Ten and the SEC. Like, they are the two top. And you're fighting for third place. The Big 12, 
losing their two marquee teams. I think they did a nice job trying to add some teams, but nothing's going to replace those brands. Like those brands are what, that's what you want. USC and UCLA, to somewhat extent UCLA, have those brands. USC for sure. Um, and, and the Big Ten's getting those brands. It doesn't matter that USC was 4-8 and eight last year. It's a bigger brand. Like you can't say, Oregon's been better over the last 10 years. Sure, but they're not the brand that USC is. Like you'd still rather have USC. Like sorry, Oregon fans. Oregon's been a better football program in the last decade over USC. Like it's not even close. Like they've been way better. Now USC won a Rose Bowl and stuff, but uh, so did Oregon. And they've just done better. They've done more. But USC is a way bigger brand still. And maybe like two more decades of Oregon winning more than USC, that changes. But at right now, it's still USC. Like there's still all the Heismans. There's still all the national championships and the history and all that. And that's what the Big Ten is going to want. And when USC hires a really good coach, you go from crap to great, like instantly. Like it's just you have that. The, the, there's so much potential. It's like a five-star recruit. There's so much potential there. That's what you want. So for the for the Pac-12, for USC and UCLA, they look at the Big Ten, and, and if they say Klyovkov's doing a, an amazing job, you're still not going to get close. And if you're trying to compete for recruits with the Ohio States and the Alabamas and the LSUs and Georgias and all that, and then Texas and Oklahoma go into the the SEC, without that kind of, there's, you're going to have be, be way behind in revenue. Now, one, you got to try to like, you shouldn't be getting the same amount of money as Oregon State, because we'll find out what how this TV contract is going to be. If USC leaves, it's going to be devastating to the Pac-12 TV contract. If Oregon State leaves, it's not. So why are those two schools getting the same amount of money? I mean, College Football has just been sort of been a subsidy league. Like it's just like one, you know, the big leagues subsidize the small leagues, the big teams subsidize the small ones. And I mean, that's just kind of the way college football has worked. But now you can say, well, I can go to this other league and make $60 million a year instead of $30 million. It's like, okay, you have to at least consider it. And maybe that's all it is. Maybe it's just, and here I have a, um, we had a question or, or a comment from Nick. Are we sure this isn't an incredible scare tactic by the USC and UCLA telling the big the Pac-12 to get a better TV deal? Absolutely, it could be. So, I mean, I think that's a, uh, a secondary benefit of it, that you're at least letting the Pac-12 know. And, and then you kind of figure out, right, when... If you're if you're in a relationship and you're like, you know, the one, you know, you want to leave and your significant other is like, I'm going to leave. I'm going to leave. I'm going to leave. I'm like, okay, go ahead. And then they like, you know, if the, the, if the threat's there and you think it's idle and you're like, ah, it's not going to be that big of a deal. And then the person leaves and you see the other person like freaking out, like, no, 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 don't leave. Don't leave. Like, well, I thought you said you didn't care. Right. Um, I think before the Pac-12 was just sort of like, oh, well, everyone's equal. It doesn't matter. And then you're, now you're going to see like, oh, it's not equal. Like there's a reason why, I mean, losing the LA market just for recruiting purposes and not having that. I mean, there's so many impact, but this will be, this would be devastating to the Pac-12. Like a death blow. I, I mean, do you, you have a Grim Reaper sound in there? <laughs> I don't have uh it would be, what do I have? I have this <laughs> toilet. Okay, that, that, that works. Um, I have a, let's see, we have a, that's the family feud strike. That's the blast from the past. No, it would be tough, Chris. Like to, there's, it's a different league. It's not a power five league. It, I think the big 12 did as good as you can to replace, but they, there's, I think there's more depth in the big 12. Like Oregon becomes your, your marquee brand and they can be a mark. They can be 
you know, up there, you know, they've, they've shown they've had national prominence, you know, for the last 10, 15 years. That's good. But man, it's tough without a USC and a UCLA, without that LA market. Um, it's like a, it's like a dwarf planet. It's not a full planet. It's not a full power five conference. It's not a mid-major conference. It's like right in the middle. Yeah. It, it wouldn't go group of five, but I, I, the Pac-12 has a lot of challenges just with um, audiences. Yeah. yeah, There's already a lot with the LA market and without it. Holy cow. Now you can get like a San Diego state, which you're going to get some Southern California footing. The markets though, aren't as big of a deal. Like the big 10, when they added not a joke it for Maryland and Rutgers, but when they added those schools, it was more about television markets. And like soon afterwards, you kind of fear like the television markets doesn't matter as much. Um, but you know, that's still, they've integrated them. They've it worked out well, but like having Rutgers isn't really that big of a deal. It's not a big brand. It's not like the New York market doesn't really matter. Like it's not as you know big a deal. It's not a huge recruiting base. LA is different with the recruiting base. There's like all these five stars in Southern California and that. So, you know, San Diego state would help. I think Klayovkov smart. He would do some things to help, but I mean, you're putting band-aids on bullet holes and it's just, I mean, it would be tough. Uh, I mean, I, I just think devastating for the PAC 12. I would love to know what his reaction was when he saw the tweet or when he found out. And yeah. I can guarantee you probably, it's not even noon. He probably already had a stiff drink. Uh, Nice glass of bourbon to sort of take the edge off as uh, news coming out. So there's he's I, Irished up his coffee. I could tell you this. <laughs> he's like, all right, now we need to get to work. I think we should get some mimosas, Chris. Um, let me uh, put this tweet up. This is from uh, Council. This does the Big Twelve need to merge with the Pac Twelve if USC and UCLA go to the Big Ten? Um, that would be an option. I mean, it's almost like two you, two spurned exes getting together, right? Uh, but would so there's an alliance between so this is the other <laughs> aspect of there's a real alliance between the ACC, the Big Ten, and the Pac-12. And when that came out, it was sort of like, oh, that means the Big Ten's not going to like poach any, you know, Pac-12 schools. And I'm like, I don't think it means that. You know, it's alliances like, be damned. There's right. no nothing written. Like we were, like everyone was asking, like, what's the contract? Like, oh, there's no contract. This is like a handshake. Like, yeah, oh yeah, this is the handshake. Just like the SEC gave a handshake to the, you know Bob Bowlesley in the Big Twelve, like, oh yeah, we're gonna work on this playoff together. As he's stealing away his best, you know, he was basically like, look over there while I rob your house blind. Like that's basically what was going on here. Um, yeah, Kevin, you know, so the ACC has a new commissioner. Uh, the Big Twelve is getting a new commissioner. Um, the the Pac twelve has a new one. Uh, so there's a lot of new blood out there. And Kevin Warren didn't come from college. You know, it's college sports world, but I think they see the writing on the wall, what the, what the SEC is doing. I think Fox being their partner and the, the major owner in the big 10 network, which is hugely successful, like the SEC network. It was the first network, first conference network. They did things right. And it makes, I think it makes a lot of sense for them. But to me, Chris, this is more about like one that, that Mike Bowen's doing what he told me he would do. They were going to explore all options. And two, that you would be willing to work with UCLA and come up with a plan. And it sounds like word got out in the rest of the Pac-12. And there's going to be scrambling. And I don't, I mean, just not even looking at Twitter for the last 30 minutes is kind of crazy. Like, look, look briefly. Uh, but the, the fact that USC is willing to not just go with, well, hopefully the Pac-12 signs a good deal and we'll make some money. This is like, hey, we're going to go out and try to make the best deal possible. We're going to 
partner with UCLA that probably gets us more money. It's going to help us and all our other sports and everything. Um, I mean, this is, it's smart and it might not happen. Right. But you have to stress it might not happen. But you're going to get a better deal from the Pac 12. If you're like, if you thought that USC was going to make the same amount of money from the TV deal as Oregon State, no. That's not ha- like after this, there's no way they're like, well, we can go make 60 million instead of 30. So what are you going to do for us? Like get us to 45, you know, sorry, Oregon state, you don't get us. I don't, whatever. I don't know what they're <laughs> going to do, but there's going to be something like that. And people are going to complain, but like, what would you rather have? Would you rather have USC making a lot more or UCLA making more than most of than all the other schools? Or would you rather have them gone? It's, it's better for, Oregon State, Washington State, to have USC there and making more money than right. for them to be gone. Because if they're gone, you're not getting even the, the smaller share that you would have got. So it's sort of like, you know, you the parody thing has been like a Larry Scott staple. And it's just not the way – college football is not about parody right now. It's it's pushing up the big brands. It's pushing up the big markets. And uh, I, I mean, I've said this from the beginning. When they were looking for an athletic director, USC is is in a great position. Whatever happens, like no one is going to college football. The if the college football world goes to a like only the top twelve teams are in it, or only the top thirty, or only the top sixty. Like there's no scenario that USC isn't in that, even being on the West Coast. So you knew USC was well positioned. We just weren't sure how the dominoes were going to fall. This is a really interesting way for the, and I think it's smart, you know, uh, for the dominoes to fall this way. And such a major blow to college sports and college, I mean, college football. It's like crazy stuff. And the timing just works out so so well for USC. Just, you know, this probably is not happening with a Lynn Swan administration or it would be bundled or bungled in some way. And then you have the timing with, you know, Mike Bone and Brandon Sosna coming in and making all the changes. And then you get rid of Clay Helton and you're set up with now Lincoln Riley. So just the timing of it all. It just seems very methodical in the steps that are that have been leading to this to to make themselves to put themselves in the best position possible moving forward in terms of going to the future, whether that be with a brand new lucrative Pac-12 deal, whatever that be, or going and shaking up the the landscape by going to the Big Ten. They are well positioned to do to to do either. Yeah, and uh, like I said before, USC was going to be involved in any of these plans. There were scenarios where UCLA wouldn't be. Uh, obviously, in this one, they are. Someone had a question uh, on YouTube, Rusty Handler, what are the chances that Oregon and Washington follow? And I think that's interesting. Um, I don't think Oregon and Washington could lead the charge. They would have USC has to be part of the lead group. But this, because it puts the Pac-12 in such a bad place, Teams like Oregon, Washington, anyone else, they're going to be scrambling trying to figure out what to do. Now, the Pac-12 is going to scramble. The Big 12, people thought that, uh, you know, maybe uh, Oklahoma State or Texas Tech or some of these other schools would leave. But they rallied. They circled the wagons. And they end up bringing in, uh, you know, four schools that it's about as good as you could do. And I think Klayovkov can do the same kind of stuff. But those, now they become, you know, hey, Oregon, Washington are pretty big markets. Like Washington won a national championship in in my lifetime you know and Oregon's been to a championship game like there's value there for sure um you know the, the surge of Utah Utah's had an undefeated season whoever people are interested in you know Colorado's in the Denver market used to be in the Big 12 I don't know but all uh, this is the start of you've you've already you know put a couple torpedoes in the Big 12 and 
They're repairing at sea. They're trying to figure this out. This is like four torpedoes in the Pac-12, you know, and I don't know if you can patch this one up, but there's going to be people abandoning ship. Uh, you're going to do what you can. And if Clayoff got, you know, I, I like him. I think he's going to do whatever he can to keep the keep the thing afloat, right? But there's everyone knows this is a damaged, you know, this is damaged goods. This is a damaged vehicle. Uh, is there an opportunity to go to the Big Ten aircraft carrier instead? <laughs> um, yeah, or they go to a different one, the SEC. Or like the other, um, you know, commenter said, there's a merging of, you know, who knows, the ACC, the Big Ten, I mean, the Big 12 and the Pac-12 could merge in some Super League. And then you have at least some... With 90 teams. I, I, yeah, or you drop some. I mean, maybe they merge and drop some Who teams. Make relegation. Uh, the ACC still has huge... Like, the, the ACC has a horrible long-term TV contract. It's really bad. But they still have... Clemson. Miami, Clemson, Florida State. Like, they're big brands. You know, North Carolina for, for basketball purposes. Duke for basketball. I mean, um, you know, there's... They're still really big brands in the ACC, so I don't know if it would make much sense for them. Um, the the problem with the Big Twelve and the Pac twelve is your big brands left can, or potentially left. Can I cut you off a little? Of course, bit? We yeah, have, yeah. We have more. Oh my! Can I, get, can I get a breaking? Just a, yeah. Hold on. Let's do some. Uh... So breaking on top of the breaking. This is just more a more not clarifying, but more just more added flame to the or gas to the fire. Pete Thamel tweeted out about seven minutes ago, spoke to a few sources who called USC and UCLA's move to the Big Ten a formality with a press conference expected in the next 24 hours. Perhaps as soon as tonight, this is essentially done. Holy, let me uh, put this one up. Um, That's in. You almost cursed on this show. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I haven't done that. Uh, This is essentially done. Let me tweet that out. Um, I just put up a, a thing too. I mean, you get this far, and if you guys know how like this stuff works, I, it would have made sense to have kind of a threat, right? Um, put it out there. Hey, USC could leave. The fact that everyone was confirming this so quickly, you're sort of like, okay, this has this definitely has legs. This isn't one source telling all the people the same stuff. Then we'll go on that extra mile saying essentially done, done deal. Deal. Um Let's just go live until the press conference. We could do that, yeah, just for the next like couple of days. So you're not going to do your uh, your podcast, your two star podcast. Um, holy cow! Okay, so that's that's a, I mean, that's major, major. If he's saying this is a done deal, um, you know what? Why don't we do this? Let's take a quick break. We're going to like just re- regroup for one second, and uh, we'll be back and uh, talking more about all this. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Did you do your yoga pose? I mean, that wasn't really a break. <laughs> pose. It's a break for the podcast, but not really. Uh, I got to. I got to drink of water. Try to reset. Look at Twitter. See if anything else is sort of 
I mean, we just dropped the put the big bombshell on here, so that's yeah, that's devastating. Um, yeah, I mean, just, do do we just want to play we, funeral music? I don't, I don't think <laughs> I have it. I should have like downloaded that. Um, or we could play our Death Star thing. Yeah, that's that blast came from the Death Star. That thing's operational. Let the hate flow through you. Yeah, the the Pac-12 is the what's the planet they destroyed? Alderaan. Alderaan, yeah. Oh my God! Just boom. Uh, let me give you. Let's. This is a this is a show about personalities and feelings. We have information too, but I'm going to give you some personal feelings on this. And uh, we have a job to do. Uh, I've been running USCFootball.com since 1996, full time since 2004. Uh, I was an engineer, learned to be a journalist. This is what I do now. And a lot of times it's, you know, people think, oh, you crushed it. USC had a four and eight season. I'm like, no, like it doesn't, I'm here covering the team. I'm trying to be an objective observer and reporter talk about what's going on. But when the team's better, it's better for me, my job, like, you know, more people subscribe, like Lincoln Riley being hired has been huge for the business. Um, it's been great. And it's, it's way better to interact with the happy USC fans because I, I, so many nice people and I want to see, I want to see the people that read our stuff we cover the team for, I want to see them be happy. And so when USC makes terrible decisions, hired bad people all over the place, they're not happy. They're happy now Uh, for the most part. Not everyone's happy, but most of them are happy. This is going to be like Lincoln Riley getting hired is huge. This is going to be enormous. Like people, there's going to be so many more eyeballs on USC football on our site. Like it's, this is a massive, like huge, you know, like for for our business, I think this is a huge deal. Uh, I mean, we don't, who knows, but I think it will be a really big deal. So personally, it's like wow, that's crazy. For the USC fans, they'll be like part of this bigger you know conference and all that stuff. Very happy for them. And you know, some people are going to be upset. They, uh, hey, we don't get to do the uh, the Seattle road trip anymore. And who knows? Maybe they'll can you know schedule some of those games out of conference against Pac-12 teams. I don't know. I'm not sure how that's going to work. Um, but part of me is is sad too, because I love the Pac-12 and I, I mean, we do the podcast about it. I do a whole podcast about the Pac-12, the podcast for champions, David and I, it's, it's so much fun. I, I've loved, it's helped me be a better reporter doing the Pac-12 podcast because I now, I talk to people from every team. Um, I have a, a more, you know, regional perspective of what's going on. I know USC's opponents a lot better. Um, I love being part of the Pac-12. It would be so much better if the Pac-12 just could be really good. Um, so I'm not going to begrudge USC for looking to leave because I get it. Like you're going to double right now, like what you're making, and it's going to be even more. You know, it's going to it's going to the projections are just crazy uh, of what you could make by leaving. So I get it. I come from a business perspective, or you're at USC, you want to make the best product possible for your fan base, your your campus, everybody, your administration. Makes a lot of sense, but part of me is sad because I love being part of the Pac-12, and it's it's cool, and I love talking with Oregon fans or Washington fans, and I I think they respect me when I go on the podcast, even though you know I cover USC. But I try to learn everybody. I want to learn, you know, I want to know who Devin Lloyd is from Oregon or you know whatever, and not just like the Kayvon Thibodeaux, not just like the top five picks, but the guys that are like oh, that that third wide receiver, you know, or and then play, guys that USC recruited that like a Puka Nakua that I loved and ends up going to another school, like stuff like that has just been awesome. So it's definitely mixed emotions for me. Cause I've been, I feel like I got ingrained in, 
in Pac-12 culture, you know, and I just, I love it, but I get it why you would go. So I don't, what, what are your personal thoughts, Chris? I mean, I mean, I'm still sort of processing it and I just want yeah. to say, you know, who, you know, who's really coming up big, who's coming up big 10, who shotgun Spratling. Oh, who just moved out into the, to the, to the East coast. He's now going to be, that's how serious we are about at uscfootball.com. We have a reporter now embedded in big 10, uh, uh, big 10 country now over there on the East coast to, to provide coverage now. So Ryan, we just, it works out great. <laughs> it, it just works out great. Shout, shout out to shotgun Spratling. He's probably watching. He's probably watching right he now. He should be. I can't wait to get his thoughts on all this. But, yeah, I mean, I was part of a Big Ten move when I was at Maryland Yeah, uh, as a student, and I felt very sort of conflicted about it. Um, but in the long run, because, you know, as you as you mentioned, as I was so used – I grew up with Maryland and the ACC. Yeah. So I wonder how many – I wonder if any, if at all, how many uh, USC fans are sort of like in this position of like, well, I've always known the Pac-12. Like, I've always known – it's always USC, Pac-12. That's what I know. That's the tradition. That's the history. And I felt the same way with uh, Maryland when we were when we were leaving. And uh, but I, I feel I feel like I got over it really fast because it was like I I knew it was the right move in the long run because and there's there's huge basketball ties too like Maryland yeah. playing Duke. And so, I guess if Maryland was like still a top ten basketball power at the time, would you have felt the same way? Was that a slight? No, no, no. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> I couldn't tell if that was a no. Slight. That was real, like, yeah, because they weren't they weren't like talked about like Duke and you know right. North Carolina and stuff anymore. Yeah, I think it would have felt a little bit more a little tougher just because you're leaving that tradition. But the ACC in terms of basketball was always Duke and North Carolina. Like those were the two, and Maryland was sort of like that third outlier. Right. Um, but for USC, it's different because obviously they're the gem of the the Pac-12 it, it's it centers around them they're they're the they're the centerpiece and that's the thing that everyone wants would be adding U, USC and you know a partner like UCLA so but in the long term it made sense yes Maryland gets the shit kicked out of them in uh in football uh went to a bowl game last year yeah but USC but, didn't <laughs> USC didn't USC didn't so it, it is a much tougher uh, thing to watch when you're when I watch uh, Maryland football in the Big Ten because it can be rough sometimes. But I don't think that's going to be the case for USC because obviously they are a much historical brand and they're going to recruit the West Coast well and they're going to be a national recruiting power. So it's different in that regard. But I think it's the best move for the long term in terms of securing your future as you know a program that's taking football seriously because you want to be ahead of this. You want to be in either the Big Ten or you want to be in the SEC, you want to get that money, you want to get those $50 million uh, uh, checks for the program to help build you know, your football infrastructure up even more. And I would assume some of that money also goes to other sports oh, as yeah. well. So you're helping out, uh, you know, you're helping out, I'm blanking on sports right now, Ryan, help me, women's soccer, you're helping out basketball, you're helping out all these things. So in the long run, it's great for your athletic department and, you know, staying ahead of the curve when it comes to college football and this super league we're, we're moving towards. Yeah. Um, here's a comment. 
Did someone just complain no more USC versus Stanford? I think USC Penn State would be better. Yeah, some of the traditional rivalries, uh, that's going to be tough. And, you know, who knows? That could be something that stays on the schedule. I'm not sure. We're not, I mean, schools like Stanford and, and Cal, I'm not sure if they're like willing to play. There's a whole new game being played in college sports, right? I'm not sure. There's some certain schools that just aren't going to play it. They're not going to go in the NIL. They're not going to do certain things. Uh, we also had a lot of people commenting if I was going to cry or something on air. Uh, no, I mean, I'm like personally, if I would say like, what's my mood? Like, I'm very happy. Like, this is something that you've like, been giggling. <laughs> I'm very happy. You break out in a giggle sometimes. But there's also a sadness yeah. too. You know, like there's like, like this is a. It's a bittersweet. Huge, it's a bittersweet. This thing. could. I mean, we all have jobs. Like or a lot of most of us have jobs. This is gonna make my job like a lot easier. There's like the the ceiling for my job like just went higher. Like the there's more we can do. I can hire more people. Like we can cover like. We're going to be playing against huge brands all the time. You know, like that's what we'll be covering. Like, that's crazy. Like, that's really good for me. But there's, you know, sadness too. So I'm not going to cry on the air. Uh, I'll cry off air and I'll video it for you guys. So th there's, there's people that are definitely upset about money. Like they don't want to see players pay. There's more traditional stuff. NIL, USC's making a money grab here and all that stuff. There's certain things though when it's like, it's like generational wealth sort of thing. Like this is. When I was, um, I graduated from USC. I got a job at Hughes Aircraft Company, El Segundo, local here in South Bay. My first job out of college, uh, good money for the time. You know, it was like, hey, I'm a 22-year-old kid or whatever, and I have a real job and make a salary. They paid for my master's. I went to USC. Um, but, like, I was working alongside people that were there for, like, 25 years and not making that much more than me. And just, it wasn't like, you're like, okay, I'm going to be here for a while. And it's nice. It's fine. And I got an offer to go to Silicon Valley and essentially like double my salary. And I didn't really want to live up there, but it was like, this is going to jumpstart my career. And then I can do something else from there. And you're already like, it would have taken me like 15 years at Hughes, at least, you know, to do something like that. And so I did, I took the job, uh, ended up moving back like a year and a half later. And, you know, my, but that changed my personal, whatever financial trajectory forever, just making that one big move. And I could have stayed loyal and, and Hughes was great to me and I loved it there and they paid for my master's and all that. I stayed for a year and I ended up leaving. Um, so you get it. Like I can't, I'm not going to throw stones and say, Hey, you shouldn't take this money. Like I've done that, you know, like, and I think a lot of us have done that in career moves or whatever. You got to do what's right and do what's best for you. If it was for like $5 million more, if you went from like 30 to 35 million, you're like, okay. But if you're going from like 30 to 60 or 70 million a year, like, yeah, I mean, it's, how do you say no? I, I, I can't. I can't be critical of that, you know? It's kind of crazy. Sorry, I'm making memes over here. Oh, nice. Uh, I checked in on your poll. I don't know if you checked on the poll. Oh, I haven't looked at the poll yet. I, we did a poll. I want I want I want you to guess where it's <laughs> at right now. You uh So Ryan tweeted out, uh, do you want to see USC leave the Pac-10 for the Big 10? The Pac-12. I said, what did I say Pac-10? Yeah. Pac-12 for the Big 10. It will uh, be the Pac-10. It will be the Pac-10. <laughs> so that was a slip there. Uh, you have over 1,200 votes on this. What do you think the breakdown is? Yes to no. Tell me what you think. Okay. So there's always the troll factor. There'll be like some fans that aren't USC fans that will weigh in. Um, that were like, I would do that for polls for like, should, you know, if, if Clay Helton should be fired or not. Like David Woods would try to like spearhead a campaign of UCLA people saying, no, don't fire him. Uh, so it's not, it'll be high, but not as, I'm going to go 92%. 92% say yes is what you're saying? Yes. 
54% say yes. Are you kidding me? <laughs> it, it was, I'm shocked that it's that even. What? Yeah. Who? Are they, there's not like, that's not a troll percentage. Like, no, that's like a, that's like a, a fan base struggling with this news right now or being conflicted. 54% say, 54% say yes. 46% say no. Do okay. not leave the Pac-12. So let's look at, uh, at that. I mean, that's great insight. And man, my phone is blowing up. Um, all these radio requests and stuff. It's like, hey, we're doing my own show. Um, Do you want me to read some of the responses? Oh, yeah, yeah. Let's read some responses. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to find one here. No, I don't care about Rutgers and Illinois. I don't care about 9.30 a.m. games. I like Big Ten and Pac-12 Rose Bowls. Greed is ruining college football. Someone mm-hmm. says, yep, great move. No, this cannot be a football-only decision. All 21 USC sports will not survive. And UCLA writing our coattails. Hashtag independent USC. Would rather they go independent. Uh, USC should, but UCLA absolutely should not. They are so soft and will get run over. (laughs) Easily double the TV revenue, maximum exposure, and Rose Bowl-like matchups weekly. Hell yes, this is amazing. I want USC versus Michigan annually just as bad as I want SC. USC versus Texas on an annual basis. Money-wise, yes, but it makes no sense geographically. Someone says conference of champions. Someone says travel schedule will be a nightmare. Uh, Someone else says this probably goes poorly for us. If it's just USC and UCLA, the travel would be insane. We know that jumping time zones is hard for on our teams. Doing it every week, question mark. Um, I'm conflicted. The irrational side of me... With feelings and shit says no, West Coast pride and tradition, et cetera. But the rational side can't help but see it. Is it a good move for football? More revenue, better ability to compete for a playoff, et cetera. Travel would be harsh on students too. I'm worried about Bill Walton if he goes through. Has anyone checked on him? Um, so lots of different opinions. Like I said, what I mentioned, I had that sort of confliction when Maryland went through. It's like I have all these traditions, but I'm thinking about the long term. So as you can see, the Pac-12 or the – sorry, not the Pac-12. The USC fan base is a yeah. little divided, at least on social media. I'm shocked, but that's good. It's good to know what, where they're thinking. I've just put up a, a Jeff's uh, tweet or um, comment on YouTube. Yep, this destroys the Rose Bowl tradition. Yeah, money move, but the Pac can and should be simply fixed. Here's the dig, Jeff, and everybody else. Let me Let me kind of address this for you. Traditional stuff is great. That's what makes college football go around. Baseball is what? A sport about like numbers. That's going away. Like people are not tuning in anymore. College football is changing. And I think you can keep a lot of the great traditions and still keep up with the times. The Rose Bowl is hanging on as this 12-team playoff is coming in. And I love the Rose Bowl. The Rose Bowl is great. Um, but we've seen other, we've seen weird teams play in the Rose Bowl. USC can still play in the Rose Bowl. Like, I don't think that's going to go away. Do you care that it's Ohio State or if it ends up being Georgia or something? Like, fine. Or, you know, Oregon. You know, heck, USC and Oregon in the Rose Bowl? Kind of fun, I guess. Uh, that stuff is is changing. And do you want to be left behind or not? I think you have to change with the times. Like, the sport is changing. Adapt or die. Yeah. If As you Billy can't, Bean said. Yeah, if you can't adapt, you're going to die. And this is the best way for USC to adapt. As far as like the travel stuff, it's not going to kill USC's Olympic sports. If anything, it might grow. I mean, maybe USC gets a softball team at this point. They have a lot more money. I mean, the whole reason you can't have these teams. Men's soccer team. Yeah, that is is money. Well, 
Now you're going from making 30 million to 60 million. It's like, okay, you know, you have more money to do stuff and you can travel and um, you open up new opportunities for recruiting in the Midwest and uh, more exposure. I, I don't think this is a bad thing. And uh, yeah, there's going to be some longer trips, but there's long trips in the Pac-12 already. It's not like you're getting in a car to drive to UCLA, but you're flying everywhere else. And you're going to be flying, you know, if it's, you know, flights of the Pacific Northwest aren't short. Um, you know, they're a little bit, you know, a little shorter than the Midwest ones, but I don't think it's going to be that big of a deal. And USC is going to have a lot more money to do all that stuff with. So, I mean, they probably travel in better conditions, you know? Um, and if you, I, I definitely don't agree that it's going to kill sports. I think it's going to keep them viable because the way this NIL stuff is going, uh, there's going to be more money poured into like the collectives, like, you know, USC is not going to have a collective, but they're the boulevards stay doubted stuff. If you're a alumni and you're like, Hey, I'm going to give my $10,000 a year to the student athletes directly through Boulevard, instead of giving it to the athletic department, and let them do what they want with it. Well, that's less money for them to keep all those other sports afloat and everything too. So I think having more revenue guarantees you're going to keep those other sports um, more than anything. I don't think it's killing the other sports. It guarantees you get to keep them and maybe even expand. That would be my thought. Yeah, Maryland, I hate to bring up Maryland again, but our athletic department was in a bad shape and we had to cut sports. And this was kind of one of the reasons to to get that extra money to help bring back sports and, and save sports that were sort of moving towards the chopping block. So it helps a lot. Yeah. Um, I There was, there was sports going to get chopped in the pandemic uh, and it was all about revenue. And when it comes to like, why isn't there a softball team? Well, it's all about revenue. There's only, I mean, there's only so much money to go around. Well, now you're going to be flush with cash. Um, and honestly, when you're going to try to compete, like USC is not trying to get top 10 classes, right? They're trying to get top five classes. They're trying to get top three classes. Five years from now, if you have the Pac-12 TV deal and Ohio State has a deal that's making, you know, two or three times more TV money than you are in Alabama's and Georgia and all that and Texas. Um, are you going to be able to compete if, if one of those schools comes into Southern California and wants to take Malachi Nelson? Like they were doing that before because USC was bad, but if there's like this huge discrepancy in revenue and we saw Louisville come in, they, they, what well, they've taken like five great Southern California players, at least a couple that USC wanted. Right. Yeah. And that's NIL. That's money. That's money on the table. Um, if I don't think you're even with Lincoln Riley, even with the tradition, I don't think USC would is going to be able to compete unless they get some crazy, you know, unless they're in the the same neighborhood as some of those schools money wise. And I don't think the Pac-12 and the original comment from Jeff, I don't think the Pac-12 is quote unquote fixable. I think there's a real path for the Pac-12 to be a clear number three in the Power Five because um, they got the deal coming up. You know, the big, the big 12 had got a couple torpedoes in it, like I said. The ACC's got this really long, terrible television deal. The Pac-12 can move up there. But the problem is being third, like, you're a distant third. And, you know, if, if you were fourth, third, I don't know if there's that big of a difference. If you're a little bit behind the ACC or a little bit behind the big 12, you're always going to be in all of those. Those three leagues are all going to be so far behind the SEC and the big 12. I don't think that's a fixable problem. The Pac-12 would probably have to say, okay, we're going to pay USC like Ohio State's getting paid, 
and that's going to hurt the other schools in the Pac-12. And I don't know if I don't think that's sustainable either. They shouldn't be the same, but if you're going to give USC like double what they would be getting, I don't think that's going to help the rest of the Pac-12 because there's not enough revenue to go around. So I, Jeff, I'm not. I don't know if there's a fixable way to do this. Just the way college football is going. So again, I'm not going to be critical of USC wanting to do this. I get it a hundred percent. Can I ask you like a little fun question? Yeah, yeah, of course. Since it seems like this is inevitable based off Pete Thamel's uh, recent tweet, Ryan, I just got to know, what are your top five Big Ten places you're, you'd be excited to visit? I know you love to travel. I do love I to you, travel. I know you love to eat. So you're going to get to experience a bunch of different places. So off the dome, just like top five places you'd be excited for to go cover for a USC Blank matchup. Yeah, let's see. I mean, I've been to Ohio State. Uh, that's a great atmosphere. Uh, now, Columbus is not a college town. It's a city, you know. Somebody broke into my car. In Columbus? Yeah. Okay. Um, but that's a good one. Like, just the horseshoe is awesome. I definitely got to go to the big house. You know, I've not been there. Right. Going to Ann Arbor. That's I think on my it's, list. That's on my it's list. more of a, a college town kind of thing. Um, love that. I think that would be one um, to check out. Uh, I grew up in Western Pennsylvania, not where Penn State is, but you know, to see a game in Happy Valley, if it was all whited out or whatever, I think that would be, uh, you know, just a ton of fun. I mean, there is nothing for miles outside of Happy Valley. Right, it's, just its own thing. I went there for like a club swim thing, and it was just like that's it. It's just it's just the it's college just a, town. And that's it. Yeah, it's, it's so isolated. So. I've been there, but yes, I would definitely like to see a whiteout. Um, Wisconsin, because mm-hmm. you know the jump around stuff. Like, come on, like you gotta do, you gotta do that. Like, there's like that looks freaking amazing. Like they look like they party. That's a great tailgating spot. I mean, I was like new tradition with the the uh, children's hospital across the way. Mm-hmm. Like that would be something cool to see. I'd like to go see like a game at Maryland. Uh, you know, my sister lives in Alexandria, Virginia. It'd be cool to go. Hang out like USC played Boston College. My family, my parents are in the Boston area, so that was cool. So going to Maryland would wouldn't be bad, Chris. I'm not gonna. You that know, was a pity pick, but that wasn't fine. a pity that's, pick. If I wasn't on here, he would not have said that. But I will take you to get some good crab cakes. I lo- I mean I love going there. Uh, what was that Ruth uh, Chicken Ruths or was that is that Chicken Ruths? No Ruth. Uh, Chick, uh, some uh, there's like a famous one that was on like diners, dive, drive-ins, and dive like. Uh, Ruth, oh, crap. I heard of Chicken Ruths. No, it's not that. It's something they they had like a, like a challenge where you had like this, I don't know. It was like maybe a huge crab cake burger and like a, a milkshake that has like five milkshakes in it or something like, something like that. I don't know, but whatever. We, we we'll, we'll go. We'll love Chicken to. Ruths when we. When it's we not that. Out. It's something like that. <laughs> um, trying to think of what other ones would be. I mean, like the the city ones, like you know, Chicago. Like you go to Northwestern or something. Um, I don't know much about Illinois, like where that one uh, would be. I don't know. Any other ones that I, I'm just off the top of my head, any ones I missed? I think you got the main ones. I mean, I think Michigan would be number one on my list. Um, Chick, it's Chicken Ruth's. Chick it is Chicken and Ruth's. Ruth's, an Annapolis institution for over 50 years. So this is Annapolis. So that's. That's where you get some crab cakes, but I, I don't think I've ever been to a Chicken Ruth's. I, I think it's only a one place. It's Chicken Ruth's Deli, D-E-L-L-Y. 
but it was on diners, drive-ins, and dives. So okay, I remember that. It was like really awesome. We have over six hundred people watching, by the way. Six hundred live. Thank how you. How many? How many of you are? It's like been on work right it's now. It's a Thursday afternoon. So if you're okay, just let everyone know. Hit the like button if you're on YouTube. If you're, you know, please subscribe to our Peristyle podcast. If you're over at uscfootball.com, I mean, there's always a great time to subscribe. We're doing a 60% off sale right now. Joe, just sign up for a year. It's so cheap. Just do it. And you're, you're going to be so many cool things, so many cool stories. The recruiting's going to go through. Like, everything's going to get better. So if you're not a member, if you were a member before, go sign up. Like, this just, it's a no brainer right now. Like, things are going to be so good. Uh, but definitely like our YouTube page at Inside Troy. We're going to do a ton of story. We're going to do a ton of sto- shows like this. Uh, I mean, just this week, I talked to USC Strength and Conditioning Coach and their new NIL partnership, uh, third-party company. Um, we're going to do a lot of shows, one-on-one interviews like this and uh, reaction and all that kind of stuff. Um, we have a comment on YouTube, Chris. Yeah, do we have any comments or questions we can get ISJST. To? USC should have went independent instead. Um, yeah, what's the independent argument? So, okay, I get it. And I, I think from what I said before was USC has to at least explore the options. When Mike Bone told us we're going to look at explore all options, you know, independent being one of them. I mentioned independence. He's like, we're going to explore all options. So he wasn't, you know, um, poo-pooing that. That was something that was a possibility. It, landscapes change. You know, Notre Dame can make more money by being uh, in a conference than they can – as an independent, but they just like, they're holding on to that. Cause there's, there's, it's, it's almost more traditional. Yeah. The USC doesn't have the tradition of being independent. If you can go and make more money and there's more stability and it would be a much easier path as far as like you're joining this great organization, you know, like you're going from, uh, I mean, you're, you're, if it's, you know, some drug company, you're like, I don't know, some small drug company, and then you're joining like Pfizer. Like, okay, there's all this infrastructure in place. There's all like everything. Like, we had a cool dr- little drug company that we made some cool stuff. And, uh, but now we're joining Pfizer. Like, now we're joining the big one. You know, if, if you're in a small accounting firm and then you're, you know, you go to the, you know, one of the bigger ones, you're, you're small financial group and you're joining Goldman Sachs. Like, there's, there's an infrastructure in place already. Like you could go out on your own. You could probably make a money, maybe even make more money. I don't know the, the projections I've seen from Notre Dame and they have that tradition of being independent. They would have made more money joining a conference. They just like being independent. Um, so what would you say? Like, I'd say, I, I think this is a, you know, a land, the, the college football landscape is so weird right now. Everything's changing this is like the more surefire thing. Like you're a huge brand and you're joining a great organization that has, <laughs> they have their shit together. They have everything right. in place. They have everything you need to be successful and they will welcome you in with open arms. If you're UCLA, like there's, I think there's more questions to doing this. And someone, I think someone had mentioned that uh, we had talked to, I think we were walked by Greg Biggins as we we're walking up here. And, you know, he was asking about that too. Like, yeah. Um, and I think this is going to make the UCLA administration buy in more, um, more investment, the Wasserman Group. I think you're going to have to, you can't do this and not be fully on board with like NIL, ev- everything that you would need to spend money on, you're going to be spending money on. I think now you have to do that. Yeah, I think so, the comment was UCLA doesn't have the money. They will have the money now. They will have more money, but you have money. to have the buy-in. Like yeah. you, it really has to happen. And there's unfortunately, there are schools in the Pac-12 that don't have that. You know, And as, the, as we go towards this where players are going to get paid a lot of money, 
I mean, is Stanford going to play that game? We don't even know. You know, they might be like, hey, we're out. We're not doing this anymore. So we haven't I'm, mentioned Utah at all. Yeah, Utah. I mean, big Utah market. Feels like a Big Ten team already. Just how physical and yeah, they're. I mean, you feel bad. Like Utah's finally. It's taken a while. They finally, got, you know, they got to the top of the mountain. They've made the the Rose Bowl. You know, what does this mean for the Utes? Uh, yeah, I mean, for anyone, you can say this for anybody in the Pac-12. But then you, if you're Utah, you're Oregon, you're Washington. Uh, your Colorado, Cal, whoever it is, you got to make yourself as marketable as possible. Like you need a prom date. Like this, this is like Sadie Hawkins, and you want there's there's only so many girls left that you, you want to make sure one of them asks you out. You know, asks you to the dance. Uh, so you're gonna like get your hair done. You know, go to the gym a little bit extra. Uh, Put some uh, cologne on a little bit. Right. Just, just Maybe dance. more investment into it. Like, hey, we're serious about this. When the Big 12 or the the Big 10 or the SEC, whoever comes calling, like we want to be the next call. We, you know, who's the next call? It's Oregon at this point, right? But there's, you know, Washington's got a case. U- Utah's got a case. You want to you be in that group, you know? Um, if it's two more that happens, like the next two that go, is it Oregon or Washington? Utah would rather it be Oregon and Utah, you know? Um, so yeah, there's a, there's a lot uh, <laughs> Going on there, but for USC, USC's been the Alabama of the West Coast without a Georgia or an LSU or a Florida. Like there's not that other brand. Now Oregon's popped up. We've seen Stanford be really good at times. Um, you know, UCLA has potential. Like and Arizona State, what the hell is it like? They've just been with potential like the whole time, and you know they just never have capitalized on that stuff. What do the Arizona schools do? But now you're going to go. You were definitely the big fish in a small pond. USC is going to still be a big fish, but it's a much bigger pond, and there's there's fish as big as you in that pond. So it's going to be a different – like, that's an adjustment too. Like, if you want to make an argument like – but USC hasn't dominated the Pac-12 just because they've been – you know, they've had incompetent leadership. I don't think you're going to have that anymore. Like, you're not going to – you can't afford to just hire whoever you want as athletic director just because it's your friend, you know, or there's a former player. Like, now you have to do things – you've made good decisions over the last couple of years. You brought in Mike Bowen. You bought a real athletic director. You've hired a real head coach. You got to keep making those decisions going forward, or it's going to be devastating. Because when you make bad decisions, you don't. You can't win the Pac-12. Uh, it's going to be tough. You have to make good decisions to to win the Big Ten. So, my little it, rant it's, there. It just just like an offshoot of that because it is sort of an interesting wrinkle into the whole Lincoln Riley plan of turning around USC football because now he doesn't have the benefit of playing in a super weak conference like the Pac-12. That was always a talking point or like a beneficial point that we talked about how the turnaround for USC could be a lot quicker than if they had brought someone else in. Because as you just mentioned, USC has been sort of the the Alabama, the top dog in the Pac-12 even when they were struggling at times, they can run through everyone in the Pac-12 with ease. That is a super easy path to a college football playoff berth every season, especially if the the, the playoff expands. You know, that's tailor-made for USC in a Pac-12 because you just run through your conference, play some, you know, decent non-conference games, get to your championship, win your championship. You're in the Pac-12. You're in the college football playoff playing against you know, SEC and Big Ten teams. Now, 
And it's not even like it's going to be 2028 or something. It's 2024. So the timeline, it's interesting now because it seems like he's only going to get one season in the Pac-12 before shit kicks up in the <laughs> – excuse my language. Shit kicks up in the Big Ten with all these heavy hitters. Yeah. Ohio State, Penn State, uh, Michigan, um, Maryland? No, I'm just kidding. So you, you're going up against playoff quality programs every week. Yeah. And. I mean, awesome the, road trips. I mean. And, but but also, like, I'm just thinking from a sort of a football perspective, like going from the West Coast to Ann Arbor on a, on a away game. That's a tough travel used to West Coast time. There, there are things to think about. And I, I know people have. Mentioned about the traveling and how that will affect the team. But now you got to go to Michigan. You got to go to the big house to win a game. You got to go to Happy Valley in a whiteout night game. You got to go to the horseshoe to win a critical road game to stay alive in the college football playoff race. It just got a lot tougher, Ryan. Yeah. And I wonder how that's going to, one, well, it's definitely going to change the the turnaround plan for USC and Lincoln Riley's plan. And also what that does to the fan base, you know, because USC, as we look at the roster, there is going to be issues moving forward, especially on the offensive line because, and the defensive line, because you're no longer going against West coast teams. You're going against big, nasty, right. Midwestern offensive linemen and defensive linemen. And I'm just, you can get a lot of those out of the Midwest though. You can, it also helps you with your recruiting aspect. I'm sure me and Gerard will do a much deeper dive with the two star podcast on recruiting in the Midwest and how that changes USC's recruiting footprint, excuse me. But USC, they really need to hit a home run with this 2023 offensive line class because, and the portal also, because you're losing a lot this year and I don't think you're you're no you're not going to be anywhere close to being sort of I would say Big Ten ready yeah to go up against Big Ten offensive lines and Big Ten defensive fronts so they really need to hit it out of the park with these defensive line classes hope they pan out because and hit the portal hard because it's going to be tough if they don't have an offensive line yeah. that can handle. Big Ten defensive linemen or a defensive line or a defensive line that can handle. These big boys in the Midwest. So that's that's something I'm thinking about long term. I know it's like, oh, the more money, but how's it going to actually affect the football on the field? And so I think the good thing is your schedule is going to be great. Like as far as like strength of schedule, there's going to be an expanded playoff. It's probably going to be 12. The SEC was trying to get as many teams as possible. This is a great move for the Big Ten to get more teams. As possible. USC could end up finishing like third in the Big Ten and make the playoff. So it's not like if you lose, oh, you, you have this one road game at Ohio State and you lost that one and you end up like 10 and two, you know, beating a whole bunch of other good Big Ten teams and maybe losing like Notre Dame or something. That's still a playoff resume in a 12 team playoff. Um, so I think you have a little bit more margin for error if you're a good team. You end up losing some crazy road game at Penn State or Michigan or whatever, and you still have a really good season. I think you can be a playoff team. You can still win a national championship in a year like that. Um, so, yeah, there's there's going to be some more losses, you know. Uh, but I think there's more opportunity, too. And your, your strength of schedule is going to be, you know, crazy good. Um, we have uh, another breaking news update. We can. 
want your reaction, John Wilner. Source, USC and UCLA could top $100 million annually in media rights in the Big Ten. Yeah. That's a big number. Not like $28 million, Like a hundred. Like that's more than three times. How do you say no? Like, I'm sorry, traditionalist, but how do you say no to that? Uh, we've gone over like an hour and 10 minutes. Let's, uh, I got one more thing we're going to put up here. I think after like an hour, these comments start, stop. Um, I think this happened last time we did a show, like an hour and five minute mark, like the comments stopped um, coming in. It was like 10 minutes, maybe about the hour mark. Yeah, I think at the hour mark, like the comments stopped coming in. So we can only get our comments for the first hour. I'll have to check on that. But Sunny D is saying, uh, what's happening in the rest of the pack? And I think, I mean, it's a good question. Um, kind of briefly go through, you know, what what does this mean? I think for, I think you have potential if you're the mountain schools. You're in Denver, Colorado, you know, well, Boulder. Uh, in Utah, Utah's having a much better team right now. Colorado's not not been good for a while. There's still some potential there. They're closer to, like, they could be big 12 schools, you know. Um, if the big 12 ends up being more viable, which I think it would be without UCLA and USC, I think the big 12 is instantly more viable. Uh, so I think there's some decent potential there with Utah and Colorado, but might not be like the high ceiling potential that like an Oregon or a Washington have. Uh, if we go to Oregon or Washington, yeah, I think, um, you know, Oregon's next in line. Like they are, you know, basically like the bouncer came out, the club's popping. The club is popping in there, Chris. It's like everybody's yoked. Everyone's crazy. And the club says, you two get in here. And, you know, USC was first in line. UCLA was like fourth, and they brought, you know, UCLA, they like the dress that, that UCLA was wearing, like, come on in. So USC, UCLA, boom, you're in. Velvet rope moved. You're in the club. Close it up. Oregon's number one in line now. Like, they were second already, and they're like, how did UCLA get in? But they're next in line for sure. Uh, probably Washington. You, there's some combination up there. The So I think those schools, if there's going to be another move, like, they end up being Oregon and in, in, and Washington ended up being kind of the best houses in the neighborhood, but there was like, you know, there was an earthquake in the neighborhood. The, the value of the neighborhood went down. You lost a couple of your biggest houses on the corner. So you're still the best houses, but it's not as good. Um, so I, I think they'll be fine. If you're looking at the Arizona schools, again, the proximity, like there could be some big 12 action there. Arizona State is just, they needed to capitalize on that potential. Like everyone you talk to are like, they should recruit well. Tempe's like, you know, going to Phoenix. It's amazing. Big market, all this stuff. Um, and Arizona kind of come along for the ride. I love the trajectory Arizona's on with Jed Fish. But, you know, they're probably like a big 12 sort of thing. I don't think they have the high ceiling either, like at Oregon or Washington do for a potential next move, if there's a next move. But they should be okay. Uh, Cal and Stanford, or, or it's weird. I don't know the buy-in. Uh, to to play this game, this is a different game. Like this could be one of those things where they're just like, "Hey, we're out. We're not. We're not doing this new world of college football." Stanford for sure. Uh, there's a potential there. So I don't know. I mean, I I think there's some potential with Cal, and maybe they get. You know, it's a California school. There's you know, but I don't know if Stanford's going to play this game. Cal might. Uh, I don't know if Stanford will. And then you're down to like the Washington states and the Oregon states. Like that's got like Mountain West written all over it. You know. Um, so we'll see. I, like I said, I love Klyakov. I think he's going to do, he's going to like, you know, there's not going to be any powder left in his, you know, he's going to go whatever he can do to fix this. But this is, 
these are more torpedoes going into the Pac-12 than the Big the Big 12. And you could argue Texas Oklahoma combined is a better brand than USC UCLA, but there's there's just such a reliance on Los Angeles and Southern California. The whole Pac-12 recruits Southern California. Like I think this is a bigger blow if this happens to the Pac-12 than Texas Oklahoma leaving for Oklahoma, for uh, for the SEC. I'm disappointed you haven't dropped a food analogy. At People were asking. <laughs> Uh, I see it like cooking up in your brain, but you just haven't. You've I've been, had a lot you've of been, analogies. You've been, but... you've been teasing us. You just haven't done the food one yet. This is, I think this is a unique situation where the food, like sometimes, like a lot of the food analogies are just, it's sort of like no brainer stuff because like USC just hires, you know, you hire the uh, truck driver to be your chef or whatever the analogy <laughs> is. Like you just did, you made these. This is like, I mean, I don't know. This is like a whole different ball game. This is a power move. You know, I don't think there's a, I haven't had an easy food analogy come to my brain, but um, which Pac-12 school athletic director would you want to bug their phone and listen to what their conversations are right oh, now? Um, Excluding USC and uh, I mean, I think UCLA. like you got to go Oregon just to see where they're because like they're going to be Oregon's going to be personally they're going to have it, this is going to hurt right because they've been the best program. In the Pac-12, and so you would Phil argue Phil Knight's phone. Phil Knight's phone. <laughs> uh, you, you, they've always talked like when we hear like, hey, you know, they've been better than USC. Why? That's why a, a recruit would want to go to Oregon. Well, it's not necessarily that. Like location and stuff matters. Tradition and stuff. That stuff matters. And sometimes it's hard for a, a program to go. Well, we've been better with them. You know, if you're like a high school kid, Oregon's been a better program your whole life. You know, than USC. They don't remember Reggie Bush and stuff like that or, or you know, Marcus Allen or uh, John McKay or anything like they don't remember that stuff. But all that stuff matters. And being in Los Angeles matters, being the entertainment capital of the world, being in a hot recruiting bed, like all that stuff really matters. So I think if you're Oregon, that's it's a blow. Like I think you knew like you knew USC was going to go before you. But when I brought this this up, Chris, like when we were talking about potential programs that could leave. I've definitely had people tell me there's no way that UCLA would go before Oregon. And I was like, there are scenarios where they could because they would be partnered with USC. They're in LA. There's high potential there. Um, and this is it. And I think UCLA going before Oregon is going to hurt Oregon fans more than USC going. Cause like you might not want to believe the USC thing, but it makes sense. Like the UCLA one, that's a tougher pill I think to swallow. So I would want to hear what like Dan Mullins is doing up there at Oregon, or Phil, Phil Knight too, I guess. Yeah, I wonder how Dan Lanning is handling it all. Just like Land Danning, we call him here on the podcast. Land Danning, I just, call him Land Danning. Just made the move out here, and now it's like well, poor Klayovkov. Like tomorrow yeah. is his year anniversary. He started July first. The day he started control of the Pac-12. First of all, he took over for Larry Scott. Twelve years of just awfulness. Uh, so he's he's done a great job everywhere he went, but everything he took over was a shit show. So he's always had to come in and just put out fires. Day one, NIL starts. Like literally, college football changes the day he takes over. Like NIL, huge game changer, you know. And the West Coast was not jumping on NIL like there's other stuff. So you're always you're gonna be behind already in that kind of stuff. Or I mean, uh, Oklahoma and Texas leave. Boom, college football playoff gets announced and then reneged on and. There's just been so many changes in college football since he took over. And then 
one day before his year anniversary. Oh, by the way, you're probably going to lose two of your marquee programs. Um, holy cow. To a, to, a, to a conference that you have an alliance with. And <laughs> the alliance just keeps... <laughs> I mean that like that. This is the. There's no more alliance. By the I way. hope they use the an alliance, alliance branded blade in the back of, like, pull the George. the alliance. Yeah, <laughs> says alliance on the yeah. back. Like with literally, that the alliance is dead, because the Pac-12 will be dead. But why would you work with the Big Ten after they stole? You know, it's like they beat you up and stole your lunch money, and like you're gonna go over to their house and and play after school. Like no, that's you're not doing that. And to be fair, it was USC and UCLA that reached out initially but also it was like uh big ten's like yeah we'll take you well okay it's not a food analogy but it's like okay you know chris we're buddies right (laughs) and like my ex-girlfriend reaches out to you (laughs) we used to hang out all the time like chris you know i've always liked you it's like am i gonna be mad at my ex-girlfriend when you go out with her am i gonna be mad at you you know that- you should you should be <laughs> you should be mad at me, right? Yes. So, Klyovkov is going to be mad. Please never do analysis. The- <laughs> going to be mad at Kevin Warren and the big and the Big Ten. He's, I mean, yeah, like they're going to be mad. And I got this argument a lot. Like people, if USC went independent, the uh, the thing for that is like, who's USC going to play? Like now they have a full schedule. They don't need the Pac-12 anymore. Um, there could be some, you know agreement to play a lot of the West coast schools for the Olympic sports and things like that. But you don't need to, to fill out your schedule. But I even thought if USC went independent, I think if you're Oregon state, you still don't want to play USC You're arguing to play in LA as much as you can, you would come to LA and play USC. So I think USC still could have scheduled games as an independent, but um, you don't need to worry about that. Now you're in the big tent. Like literally you're moving into uh, it's like a fully furnished, all, like all it's like you're you're moving to like an all-inclusive resort like it's right. fully furnished uh meals are provided it's like you don't have to think of it like we have clothes for you it's like james bond when he like gets captured by one of the, the bad guys and there's suits in his size or you know like right in the closet and he's it's just everything's ready made you know except you're not locked in your room like this is like everything is just ready made for you, you just walk in like oh okay i don't need to like redo the carpet or repay like it's already done it is done and they're like, and here's a pile of money if you wanna, if you wanna change here's things some, up. Here's a hundred million spending money. Go. <laughs> here's go some walking quick. around money. Here's like if you wanna like read, you know, new drapes. Uh, you wanna change out the windows. Like here, there's a whole bunch of money to do any of that stuff you want. It's all perfect right now. But if you just wanna change it, you want a new roof. Uh, you want different colored bushes in the front yard. Like just do it all, whatever you want. And it's then fun. USC's looking back at the Pac-12. It's like a uh, dilapidated Motel mm. Eight with a broken ice machine. Yeah, corrugated like roof, you know, things and just like yeah, a little. Why shack. would you stay? D- damn, damn the tradition. But why would you stay? I like tradition. I know, but, but money talks. I mean, this is like a hundred. Like, no, like you can't say no to that. Like the Big Ten is getting a new deal, a new TV deal, as we speak. Like the Pac-12. The Big Ten's already had like two new deals since the Pac-12 had their first one. Like they're getting even more money next. And if USC and UCLA are there, it will be even more money. And so leaving the Pac-12 behind, even more. And then the Pac-12's got to kind of scramble and try to like you're not playing catch up. Like it's 
you're, 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 there's no, like, you can get better. Like, your personal deal will get better. USC would probably get a better deal than every school in the Pac-12. The Pac-12 would get more money than what they were getting before. They would have better Pac-12 network, um, tier three rights. All that stuff is going to get better. But it's like in the noise compared to what the Big Ten is doing. So, you know, think about whatever job you're doing, someone is going to double your salary. And you're going to lose some of your coworker friends. And maybe your commute's a little longer. But it's life-changing money. Do you take that job? And I I mean, I did. So I can't say I can't say anything bad about what USC or UCLA is doing here. Ryan, what is the percentage of fault on Larry Scott? Oh, uh well, okay. So the Pac twelve in general, there's gonna be disadvantages. Like there's just you don't have the same kind of passionate fan bases and but he made some big gambles that weren't very smart. He, he made a big splash early on. He had a big deal, but there was no foresight in the deal. It was basically a deal that he won the press conference that day, 12 years ago, or what is it? 10 years ago now, whatever it was. And it was a too long of a deal. Uh, banking on the, the PAC 12 network, owning it's, you know, not partnering with the big 10 or the, uh, or I'm mean, not partnering with Fox or ESPN. Like, Partnering, SEC Network partnering with ESPN kind of made them partners, you know, and they bought away the CBS, uh, you know, game of the week, the the SEC game. And Fox being a big part of the Big Ten Network, there was a huge success. Um, they That was a partnership with Fox, and that worked well. The Pac-12 kind of, we're going to do our own thing. We're going to own our own rights. And they couldn't distribute it. They couldn't sell it. They played a whole bunch of stuff people didn't want to watch. It was just a terrible deal. Percent, So, I mean... He's got a. They could have done things a lot better. Like if George Klyovkov took over, then I think the Pac-12 would be in a much better place. Could they be in a, a place that's good enough to not leave for the Big Ten? It maybe is what you're getting at. If you're not, that's where I'm getting at. I think it's a, a pretty big. I mean, more than fifty percent. This is Larry Scott, but a good commissioner. I don't know if they could have made the Pac-12 as competitive as the Big Ten, where it's not like you're going to be. You'd basically want to be number three, mm-hmm. but closer to one and two than closer to five, right. four and five. And I think you could have got close. Um, and, you know, maybe getting Texas and Oklahoma like that, like if you would have not screwed that up, uh, that could have that could have put you over the top. But I think you would have need I think knowing that I think a better commissioner could have not guaranteed, but could have made it so. You didn't need to leave. The, the, the Pac-12 would be like a third tier, you know, a third, three musketeers instead of the top two kind of thing, if that makes sense. But over 50%. Over 50%, Larry Scott, yeah. Okay. He's bad. <laughs> and, you Wait, know, what do you USC think? has some blame in this too. Like, some of this is USC's fault because right when the, when the Pac-12 was making bad decisions, you know, the ACC can make bad decisions, and if Clemson is winning titles, then it makes the ACC look good. If the if USC was still really good and you had Pete Carroll or Lincoln Riley or someone as your head coach, and then Larry Scott's bungling the Pac-12, like USC being good fixes a lot of the problems. USC being shitty doesn't fix the problems. And the parity model, like you could say we want parity, but if USC is like an alpha, then it's still gonna be an alpha and they're gonna be talking about the Pac-12. That you know, the Pac-12 hasn't won a basketball national championship or football national championship since 2004, right? And I think basketball is 2001 uh, with Arizona, right? Something like that. So that that's not 
you're not competing. And I think you would need a good commissioner to come in. And, and so you, if you were competing for titles, I think that would have fixed a lot of stuff. And you needed USC to be good. So USC making bad athletic director hires, bad head coaching hires, that sort of put USC and the Pac-12 behind the eight ball too. Any other breaking stuff? We should probably just, end this. Just checking. Holy cow, everybody. Like, this has been a lot. Are we still at 600? More. More? Like 650. It's been going up the entire time. Um, wow. Some people, have, com- some people have commented, uh, hey, I work from home, you know? So <laughs> I get it. I love how sometimes insulted people get when I'm like, what are you guys doing? Don't you have jobs? Like, no, I work from home. Altadino Trojan says, it's hard to leave $100 million on the table. Yeah. Fatbank says, wow, Ryan bought the napalm. I don't know, but is that, is that napalm? Like, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm just, I'm just trying to tell the truth. Like, this is just the way it is, you know? Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Thank you for all the uh, the comments and stuff and the questions. Thanks for watching live. We appreciate it. Uh, well, please smash that like button. Come on. You're, can, you're, I, can I say one more thing? Of course. You can say whatever. So I put this out there, but people have been asking, or I have gotten suggestions about, Adding a a big to my 10K tattoo. Big 10K. Hold on. Oh, can we see it? Can you see it? Yes. Yeah. Hold on. I'll put it up bigger. Um, Can we see it? Yeah. Okay. So speaking of timing, you know, obviously I got the 10K. Yeah. Big 10K. So people have been saying, what should the move? It seems like the move is going to happen. So I don't know, Ryan, should I do uh, if Maryland beats... USC in its first matchup <laughs> in their first matchup I should get a big 10 get the big add the big uh, to the 10k that could be cool dude could this be my first tattoo like a big 10 tattoo oh you want to get a big 10 tattoo? I don't know I've never had one but I think I mean yours makes sense big 10k it, it fits so I think if Maryland- Especially like the B the b1g which, because like you know, I like to leave out a number because I guess the the one and the G like the, it's supposed to be a zero, but it doesn't look like a number when you're like, why do you have fourteen teams? Um, so, but it would look like it says just big, ten k. Even though it might look like eighteen k, it looks like big. Okay, 10K. we can we can get over. <laughs> I've accepted that it does look like eighteen k, but it's the font style. I had a small child tell me, why is there eighteen k on your leg? <laughs> Devastating to my ego, but it is ten k. The real ones, no. Yeah. But, you know, I might have to lock that in if Maryland beats USC in their first ever conference matchup. Yeah, that would be big. Um, unless they don't play for like 10 years. I don't uh, think it's happening because of the Lincoln Rally stuff. But it's been fun watching like friends of mine that cover like Texas and Oklahoma on Twitter, you know, SEC tweets and things like that. Like for us to be able to tweet like, Big 10 stuff, like, that's going to be wild. I don't know. We'll see. All right. We should probably ratchet up. Like, we still have to go back to Elite 11, I think, and uh, cover some high school recruiting. Um, well, anyway, this was loads of fun. We almost went two hours. No, we went hour, hour and 30. Almost uh, two hours. I guess it's almost two hours. Uh, emergency podcast. Are you going to do the, the two-star recruiting podcast today? Can you do it? I don't think we're going to do a two-star this week. Yeah. Okay, good. That's probably smart. Um, because I think we're going to – we have a ton of questions. Yes. It's been a scheduling nightmare with the elite. I know a lot of people are going to send me DMs and yell at me because there's no two-star podcast. They've gotten out of hand, Ryan. They're, they love they're it. into they, it. I, I'm, 
I made it too successful. Well, because we people to... are kind of focused on the recruiting aspect. This might change things. Like this might oh, go back to team. Like people are like, hey, Look, team, team, team. Ger- Gerard's going to do like 30 minutes on a super conference. Yes. And then we're going to spend a lot of time on uh, uh, recruiting in the Big Ten and what what that means for, for you know, Midwest recruiting footprint for USC. Yeah. And Francis Maui Goa and Micah Buenelos are making their commitments known on July 4th. So the next time we do this, USC could have two new offensive linemen or no offensive linemen or maybe a five-star offensive tackle. So there's going to be a lot to talk about uh, for next week's two-star. So hope you bear with me. Obviously, a lot's going on, but I'm going to get Gerard on. Okay. And he's, you're going to get his unfiltered thoughts. Love it. All right. Well, that's going to wrap uh, things up here for this emergency edition of the Peristyle Podcast. Thanks to Trader Joe's, our sponsor. Thanks for everyone uh, for tuning in. Like Chris said, they'll do a, a two-star recruiting podcast next week. I might be able to get with – it's going to be a holiday weekend. I'll try to get with David Woods and do a podcast of champions. Uh, we might have to do an emergency version of that. Um, holy cow. Like, this is uh, crazy. I, I mean, I don't even want to look at my phone right now. It's just been, you know, hour and a half of not really checking tweets and stuff or uh, text. This is uh, an insane time right now. But anyway, uh, signing out for Chris Trevino, I am Ryan Abraham. Together, we make – the Parasol Podcast and our Tunnel Vision show and all of that. We try to bring it to you and talk about USC football. So thanks so much for tuning in and we will talk to you next time. You may have noticed that shopping at Trader Joe's is unlike shopping at other markets. People ask us all the time how we manage to have such unique, interesting, and delicious products at such great everyday prices. This is Dan Bain of Trader Joe's. The answer is simple. It's all in the way we do business. We buy directly from the manufacturer whenever possible. This helps to keep our costs low, and we pass those savings on to you. No gimmicks, just great values at honest prices, every day at Trader Joe's. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Peristyle Podcast, presented by uscfootball.com. Be sure to tune in next week for the latest news on Trojan football and recruiting. Don't forget, you can automatically download the podcast directly to your smartphone or tablet for free. Just click the iTunes link on peristylepodcast.com or search for Peristyle Podcast at the iTunes Music Store.